to the Let's Talk About It podcast. My name is Raquel and I'm your host. Thank you guys for joining me today. Happy New Year's to everybody. I hope you guys brought in the New Year's safe, um, peaceful with family, with loved ones, the way you want to spend the rest of your year. Um, I just hope you guys had positive energy all around you. Um, for me, I definitely was around my family. My little one is his first um, New Year's and it was just nice. I think this year was the first time I had been around my family as a whole for the holidays, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the New Year. So it was very special. Excuse me. It was very special and a full circle moment for, um, I think, all of us. Um, so, yeah, I am glad to be here. I would consider this season three. I definitely would consider this season three. Um, I'm going into a different season of my life, so I think it is it fits to go ahead and transition into a different season of the podcast. Um, and if you are new here, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and check me out on all streaming platforms, um, short clips on TikTok, Instagram, full episodes on YouTube, Spotify, RSS, and Apple Podcasts, and other streaming platforms that you may watch podcasts on. Um, so it has been, uh, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for me. Um, at a few weeks back, I gave you guys a backstory about, uh, me losing my car and then God blessing me with a new one. And, you know, since then so many positive things have happened and a few a few shifts. I don't want to say that they're negative or bad things because I feel like positive things will result from them. Um, but definitely some shifts that happen within my family, within my marriage, um, me mentally. Um, and it's crazy because prior to those events happening, impactful events, mind you, um, I was thinking, I was like, I know I shouldn't be worried about when's the next storm going to hit, but things have been just going too good for me. Like nothing drastic or very impactful had happened. And even now with the things that have happened and I'll share with you shortly, um, they, I think internally, as far as like emotions within me and my wife's marriage, that has been impactful. It has impacted that. But as far as like finances and things like that, um, thank God he has provided throughout and he continue to, continues to provide. And I will always stress that. Um, yeah. So just a little bit about uh, what's been going on and the shifts that have been happening. So my wife, um, she has been wanting to transition into a different field or just, you know, get with a company that values her. We all are going through that in our walks of, of life. We want to feel value. We want to feel like what we're doing is meaningful. And, you know, we want to grow. So um, she applied for a job, got the job, higher pay, um, traveling to for training, everything, you know, the works. It seemed quick, but it seemed like a good opportunity for her. And, you know, me being her wife, I gave her all of the support that I could give her. Um, but I also kind of 
I would say I didn't allow my logical or realistic thinking to affect her position in her life. I wanted her to feel happy. I wanted her to feel as if she had accomplished something and I didn't want to beat down her progress with my thought process or me saying, well, you got to think about these things before you decide to quit your job. And I, I essentially dropped a ball and didn't give her the space to think about different things that could possibly happen when leaving a company prior to putting in a two weeks notice. And you know, she, she did not leave or she did not exit gracefully from the company. And after she came back from training, unfortunately, they let her go without reason. Um, well, they did let her go without reason, but they stated that she was, um, they felt like she was untrainable. I'm assuming they felt like she may have been a threat because she's been doing this for 10 plus years. She should be a supervisor leader or whatever, but, and they were a smaller long-term care facility and, um, long story short, she lost her job. And now we are down one income. And when you have multiple streams of income, you think that it's not, it really isn't a, a big difference in, you know, how can, how you move in your, in your day-to-day life. But it actually is because that chunk of change annually and weekly, monthly, whatever, that has, you know, caused us to have to reallocate different monies to different areas, um, certain expenses that I would, you know, pay on, I can't really catch up on right now. So we are currently in the red and I don't share these things uh, because my wife, she would probably not prefer, (laughs) prefer me to share these type of things. I don't share these, these things to blatantly just let you into our business and not, um, whole sacred things within our unity because we do, there are a lot of things that we keep within our home and but this is something I felt multiple people should learn from because we we are learning from it and it also has impacted our relationship so I want to touch bases on how to maneuver impactful situations and moments in a marriage or in a relationship and how you really get through those moments together and not separate because it's very easy to become enemies in a moment when you feel like it could have been like the situation could have been prevented. Um, but what I will say is in the moment that my wife lost her job, I felt like we grew a little stronger, a lot stronger. Actually, that had been the first time we prayed together, like really just prayed together. And I felt like we were yoked together, like, spiritually and emotionally and we both wanted the same thing we both felt the same thing and we were both crying out to God to guide us through this moment and it was beautiful because in that moment usually I would be upset I would be worried and this has happened a lot in the moments impactful moments for me where I don't automatically get upset I don't automatically get anxious or worried I turn to God I pray to him. Of course, yes, I'm emotional. I may cry. I'm human. But at the end of it all, I essentially give it to God and ask him for guidance, ask him for help, ask him to heal us because we are in a healing stage. Um, 
you know, even though we as a whole, we're getting through it, she is still, you know, going through whatever she is mentally and emotionally on her own. And I think we both, not we both, I think people in marriages or in relationships have to remember that everybody deals with circumstances differently. Everybody deals with healing differently. And you have to meet your partner halfway there, if not all the way there, because sometimes you have to be the one to pull your partner up to let them know that it's it's okay. Wipe them off. And I think that's why a lot of people say a relationship is never 50-50. Sometimes it's 80-20. Sometimes it's 90-10. It, it can be a variations because there are days when I have to pick up her slack and most of the days she's picking up my slack. And I thank God for her because the way that I mentally operate and the way that I'm scatterbrained, like she a lot, she allows me to be who I am, but she also realigns me and allows me to focus on certain aspects of our lives. And I went on a tangent, but that's just how awesome she is. Like we meet each other halfway in pretty much everything that we do in our lives. When it comes to finances, when it comes to our marriage and how we want to raise our son, how we run and raise our dogs, how we split bills and all of those things, we do meet each other halfway. And it has not been a easy process. It hasn't been a cakewalk. And a lot of people would always say like, I love what you guys have. I love um, how you guys love each other. And it, it wasn't always, We've always had a passionate love, but we have also gone through a very rocky storm. And only a person who sees the better in their partner could carry their partner out of what we went through. And she carried me through that storm a storm that I put us in, uh, might I add. And it's just amazing how different seasons bring different issues. And no matter the season, we either individually have to pick each other up or as a whole, we have to meet each other halfway and come together and say, hey, this is where we are. We're going to move forward. What's the next step and what's the plan? And then also... I was talking to my mom, like, right after she lost her job, and, you know, I told my mom, I'm not going to talk to her about this right now. I'm going to talk to her about this later. And my mom was like, yeah, don't talk to her about it now. Like, um, give her a day. I say that to say, like, when you, when your partner or when you have had a shortcoming moment or something has failed or things didn't go as planned and you're frustrated and this is something that not only affects you but your partner, give yourself time. Give your partner time to absorb their emotions, to process what just happened before you give them this is what this is why this is wrong and you should have done this and all of the things that I could have said to my wife as far as how I think she should have handled exiting her job and doing a two-week notice and all of that. I, I think I gave her probably like two or three days before I really expressed how I felt because I wanted her to feel how she felt without thinking that I was upset. I wanted her to feel my support 
because we were we are going to get through this. We are getting through this, taking it day by day. But I wouldn't have been able to show her that I was there for her had I came to her barking at her with, oh, you should have did this. This is why you failed at that. And it, like, come on. We all have shortcomings. And I don't say that because that is a practice that I've perfected. I used to come down on her hard. I used to, why didn't you think of this and all of these other things? Because my wife is a very optimistic person and she is a you only live one type of person and at least you get to experience type of person which is why I love her and beautiful but in certain aspects that's where we meet each other in the middle where when she's at that point I have to sometimes align her and say hey you got to think about these things but I've learned that there's a time and place and I don't have to say it immediately you know now if it's warranted yeah but do your due diligence, like use your common sense, <laughs> you know? Um, and I just think because of the season that we are in, navigating this process and and essentially using new tools, because like I said, I I haven't always been the easiest person to talk to, especially when something like this has happened. Like she probably had anxiety thinking that I would have been super upset at her. And that hurts me because I don't want her to have anxiety thinking like I'm going to be a mad. I'm just very strong, strong minded, strong willed, strong person. So, you know, sometimes it comes off the wrong way. It comes off aggressive rather than passionate or whatever. So I don't want her to feel anxious to tell me something happened in her life. And you shouldn't want your partner to feel that. You you should want the space to be open for your partner to come to you with their wounds, waiting for you to lick them and say, I got you. And I have learned that being with my wife, um, we've been together four years, married one, going on two. Um, so it's been a very bumpy ride, but it's been beautiful, glorious. We've accomplished so many things together. That is my partner. That is my best friend. And I can't wait to see what 2024 has for us, has for her. Um, And that has me segue into another point. We are on different journeys right now in our lives. And it's funny because I I told her, I was like, I think I want to go vegan. And she was like, Okay, that's good. And I was like, so you don't want to go vegan with me? And she was like, girl, that's your journey. And it's so funny because I'm reading um, Feeding Feeding Your Soul uh, by Tabitha Brown. And she had the same type of scenario in her book where she went vegan. And they did it for 30 days. And her husband was just like, well, I'm not going vegan with you after this, baby. that's, That's your journey. And my point in saying that is just that in a marriage... As y'all grow together, y'all will go on different journeys, on your separate journeys. But that doesn't mean that you don't have your united journey. And a lot of the times when, you, when you're when you so used to doing a lot of things with your partner, which me and my wife, we do everything together, literally everything. And I love that. And But there is a little bit of like, okay, we need to get our own space. And as we go into this new season as I start working out more and doing different things for me that are different, 
we are on different journeys. So I eat a little bit healthier and I cook a little bit different. So now I can't cook for both of us at the same time. Um, a lot of times she doesn't want me to cook double meals, so she'll just make her own food. So now instead of us cooking together, eating together, or whatever the case may be, that is an area in our life that has changed. So now I have to, we have to figure out how do we fill that void of the area that has transitioned because our journeys have changed, if that makes sense. And it's beautiful when you can honestly say that you recognize the change. And sometimes I, I have to, you know, ring, ring it in and tell her like, hey, we got to go on a date night. We got to do something because like our journeys are changing and we kind of lose that. Con- you you kind of lose that connection, to be honest. You lose a connection with your partner because I know for me, my ADHD mind, when, when I hyper focus on something, I hyper focus on it and I kind of forget everything else around me. So I have to remember, hey, you still got a you still got a wife, you still got to give her attention, you still got a family to hold, and I, I have to remember that just spending time with our husband, uh, our husband, spending time with our son, and spending time uh, with our fan, our family, extended family, is not just the time that we need to build our foundation and to keep it strong. So going into our second year of marriage, I am realizing that we're going into a new season of our our marriage. We're going into a new season in both of our lives individually. And it is important and vital and imperative to our marriage that we continue to fight with each other. Is it fight with each other? I'm sorry. We continue to fight together and not with each other. I had to process that. Um, (laughs) We continue to fight um, together and not each other because the issue is the problem. We aren't the problem. Our own individual emotions aren't the problem. We have to be able to analyze what's going on, um, take accountability for how we made each other feel. Prime example, me and my wife was at the zoo and... She asked me to grab her something from the stand. I, after she looked at the menu, she told me what she wanted. I got her what she wanted. I got me what I wanted. But my want included a drink, which was um, I got beer that I ended up throwing away because I'm not drinking no more. So, But I, I digress. Anyway, so, you know, she was kind of bothered and said that I didn't have common courtesy, the fact that I didn't give her, I didn't buy her a drink because usually I would. But there was a lot going on that day, and, you know, I didn't know what the stand offered. So when she told me exactly what she wanted, I got her exactly what she wanted. And when she said that I didn't have common courtesy, it triggered something in me because I've always, my character has always been questioned throughout my entire life for whatever reason. I don't know. We'll go there another episode. And so that triggered me. I got upset, and I wasn't able to express that she hurt me until the next day. And because my wife is such a person who she does everything for this family, she really does not say too much. She's a very passive person. Um, So when she does express herself, sometimes it comes off a little, I guess, harsh for me because she doesn't do it often. And then it's kind of like, 
it's hard for us to maneuver and navigate that because it doesn't happen often. So when it does happen, you know, it's new to us. So I had to just let her know, like, you telling me that I didn't have common courtesy for you based off of you telling me exactly what you wanted and it didn't include a drink, that's not fair to me. And being able to express to her that I didn't feel like it was fair to be called or being told that I was un, not, I didn't have courtesy or whatever the case may be, that allowed her to understand my emotion rather than me just telling her, you're wrong, you shouldn't have called me that. I felt like it wasn't fair. The, the situation didn't warrant that you say that I, it was common courtesy as insinuating that I didn't have courtesy for her. So um, I say all that to say that, you know, communication and giving your partner the floor and, and, and growing with your partner and meeting your partner where they are is so important, especially in this day where, you know, it just seemed like marriage is a joke to a lot of people. Like marriage is not a sacred unity and I don't, I don't know. I, I definitely believe that people have their own ways that they view marriage, and that's okay. I no judgment here. That's your business, and I ain't got nothing to do with it. But um, I genuinely feel that the communication and the want to understand your partner and understand that every day is not going to be a, a fairy tales and unicorns day and that you have to challenge yourself and and want to learn that person every day, every day. If that's your person, that's that's the person you want to be with for the rest of your life until God calls for you, you will be learning this person every single day. And I know she's learning me every day because my list of things that I want to do change. It, you scratching stuff off, adding stuff, and I know she in a whirlwind. But I just love her for accepting me for who I am. And if you in in a situation where you can't meet your partner halfway or they can't meet you halfway or you you're you two at odds to understand or see the beauty within each other of why y'all even got together in the first place. It's time to look into what y'all got going on internally and externally and figure out where the problem lies. And if this unity is worth having or worth continuing, I don't want to say wasting time, but essentially you're wasting time if you stay in something that you know is not serving either of you purpose. And um, I I feel like in marriage, when you decide, no matter the arguments, no matter the stress, no matter the, the moments that you feel like, why did I get married? When you choose to love your partner every day, you choose to show up for your partner, and you choose to say, no matter what, I'm going to choose you, your marriage will flourish. And yes, a lot of stuff comes behind that, you know. We'll unpack that throughout this season. But choose yourself, choose your partner, and choose to understand. Because I said this before, love does not keep a marriage. It does not. And when we all understand that, we'll be able to get through our seasons and navigate through our seasons and and essentially be with our person longevity. So 
Thank you guys for tuning in today. That is my spiel. I will close us out with a 2024 prayer. Um, so if you're watching, join me. If you're driving, pull over. If not, just listen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us into 2024 safe. Thank you so much for covering our families and our friends, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to see another day, to to experience another year, to, to be able to strive for our purpose, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to love on each other. Thank you for allowing us to experience this world and embrace the life that you have given us, Lord God. We pray that you guide us through this year, Lord God. We pray that you give us clarity on our purpose, Lord God. We pray that you open doors that we can walk through to start and align our purpose with your destiny for us, Lord God. We pray that no matter how much we fail, that we always turn to you. And we pray that you guide us and you hold us and you put your hands on us to let us know that you have us. And no matter what we do, as long as we turn to you, you will speak to us. You will put your hands on us and you will tell us that we are your child and you love us no matter what, Lord God. I thank you so much for covering my home, for covering my family, for covering the people that watch this podcast, for allowing me to have a platform to speak my truth, Lord God, for giving me the words and the wisdom to want to speak my truth, Lord God. And thank you for blessing me with the talent to be able to, to pray over people, Father. This is not something that I saw myself doing, nor did I think that I created a platform for, but you are aligning my steps with your purpose for me, Lord God. You are divine. You are using my divine talents that you bless me with and placing them in the lives of people around this world, Lord God. And I just thank you for giving me the courage and the strength and the want to, to, to walk in your faith and your favor and your glory, Father, because without you, it would not, it would not come to pass. I pray over anybody that's going through any hardship and know that 2024, it doesn't mean that you will not go through hardship, but definitely know that God will get you through it. Thank you so much for watching the Let's Talk About It podcast. If you're new here, do not forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are on Apple Pod. Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, RS, RSS Spotify, and all other streaming platforms that you watch podcasts on. I will be here every Sunday where you watch podcasts. Thank you for tuning in once again. My name is Raquel. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. Bye.